Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to episode 246 of the Falcoholic Live. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic Kevin, joined by a very special guest today to break down the second half of our Falcons 2023 season predictions. He is Eric Robinson at underscore Eric underscore Robinson. Eric, how are we doing today? I'm doing the best that I can, Kevin. Yeah, the I... Best that- we had a pre-show conversation. Eric is very busy working on some very, you know, high-end stuff right now. But he made time for the show, which I greatly appreciate. So, uh, and uh, Adnan obviously uh, met, wanted to be here, tried to be here, but he's dealing with uh, some family visitors. Uh, so he, you know, out of respect for them, uh, he's going to be staying with the family visitors that are currently at his house and not go record in the back room. Um, so it. You know, he's just not on that grind like we are, Eric. I just don't know what to say. No, you know, that's, you know, he's, he's a younger kid. You know, I, I get it. I get it. He just, he's not as hungry as, as just, some. But. Yeah, not as hungry. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's all good, though. Uh, he did send us his predictions, so we'll be able to tell you guys what he would have done as well. Uh, and we'll just fill in the blanks with his reasoning, probably. You know, we'll just make sure to throw him under the bus if he has any really outlandish takes. But, um, yeah, guys, welcome in once again to the Falcoholic Live. Uh, appreciate everyone for hanging out with us here in the midst of the dead zone. But we are uh, less than a month away now, I believe, from the official start of training camp. So we, uh, it's not going to be that much longer. Uh, these, these, we're going to keep it fun over these next few weeks. Uh, we're going to be breaking down this type of stuff. Eric came up with a great show idea just before uh, in the pre-show. So we maybe we'll do that even over the next few weeks. Uh, but we've definitely got plenty to talk about, guys, so make sure you stay, stay here to the Falcoholic Live and Dirty Birds and Brews for all of that. Do have to thank our sponsors today, first off, and I have a new ad that I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy. It is, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one to read, so uh, bear with me on that one. But of course, we'll start out with the standby uh, bet online once again bringing you today's show your number one source for all your betting needs uh, you can get the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf and more again maybe you're feeling overly confident in the falcons or love another bet on nfl futures you can do that right now as well uh but hey you know right now is the early season right before the hype train gets rolling so if you've got that instinct now's the time but you know also, we don't. Also, training camp could bring chaos to everything. So, you know, at your own risk, of course. But hey, right. Scared money don't make none, right? So, right. Now's, now's the time. <laughs> that was the you're time. Trying to, you're trying to be the next uh, mattress Mac. By all means, put your bets in now. There you go, guys. Well, yet if you want to do yeah. that, of course, Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season, as they've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And then I am excited to announce uh, another sponsor. Uh, Today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew. So guys, I know it can be awkward, right? But let's talk about sex, okay? Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You could take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations outside of this ad read, of course, and (laughs) no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and uh, shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. (laughs) I love that. That's a great line. Uh, We've got a special deal for our listeners, of course. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BUCKET at checkout. That's B-U-C-K-E-T. Just pay $5 shipping to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And, of course, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So, uh... 
Yeah, I I just uh, I, you guys remember me giving Aaron Freeman all the all the <laughs> all of it for that ad read. So uh, Aaron, you know, here's to you, buddy. So <laughs> but uh, hey, no, man. appreciate those guys for sponsoring the show. Really do. So um, um, yeah, I I don't have anything to add to that. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that, I think I covered it. Book. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. You covered yeah. all the points. I think I did. Yeah. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> that was my first one. So you guys in the comments, give me a, you know, star rating out of five. So, uh, but yeah. And also, you know, five star reviews on the podcast platform, uh, like subscribe. If you're enjoying the show, ad reads, uh, maybe you enjoyed the ad reads, you can leave a five star review for that too. But, uh, we're going to get to some content now. Uh, so to recap real quick, guys, uh, we did break down the first half of the season, on last week's show, you can go watch last week's Falcoholic Live if you haven't seen that yet. Uh, going into that, uh, we went through Week 10 to the Cardinals, where Eric had the team going 7-3 and three up to that point. Adnan had the team going 6-4 and four through Week 10, and I apparently was the pessimist having them going 5-5 five and five going into Week 10. Or, well, Dang. after Week 10, yeah. And then they have the Week 11 bye. Now we're back to discuss... What happens after the week 11 bye, starting with, of course, hate week, week 12 versus the Saints, Falcons at home, taking on the Saints. And uh, this is, of course, the first Saints game. I like that it's a little bit later in the season than it has been. I feel like the last couple of years, it's been like the first game and that has its own yeah. sort of shine. But I do like that it's coming a little bit later this year. So what are your thoughts uh, early on on this game, Eric? Um, You know, I, I do... I'm I'm in agreement with you there. I do like the timing of this particular matchup. I mean, opening the season against them is one thing. They've had a number of games um, going back to, you know, the start of the Mike Smith era where, you know, opening the season with with this matchup and it's um, going back and forth. So I think um, this, this game here, first matchup being a little later in the season, of course, is a perk because it's coming after a bye. But they're coming after, they're coming out of a buy as well, which sucks. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. I, but I think at this point, for me, how important this season is, I think I honestly feel this may be their first real test in the season. I mean, I know they they I know they have Detroit on the schedule. I know they have Jacksonville on the schedule. But I think this is the one where it's like, okay, let's see where they are as a team. Yeah, I agree. It's an important one. Like the Falcons have not played the Saints particularly well. They've gotten really close the last year yeah. in particular. They really should have won week one. That was really disappointing. So they need to get it done because we need to, yeah. you know, stop losing to the Saints. And this is going to be yeah. really important for the division race. I mean, I think most people outside of the NFC South are expecting the Saints to, to be the division winner. I don't think that is the case. If you'll remember last year. I was like, I don't, people were hot, were high on the saints last year. You remember Eric. And I, and I was like, I don't understand. Like this team is not that great. Like what is going on at quarterback? And then they ended up not being good. So like, I feel the exact same way this year. And I I think other than at quarterback, which I do think Derek Carr's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's an upgrade Mm -hmm. over what they had last year, but they got worse across the board. Otherwise, like they lost I mean, they lost two of their key defensive starters to the Falcons, notwithstanding other guys that left to play elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah. Well, if you, if, you, if you think about it from a broader picture, I mean, they've been losing key pieces over the years. I mean, you, you can go back to, um, you know, Terry Fontenot leaving and, and before him, you know, Ryan Pace was part of that organization. Ryan Pace taking his scouting expertise and leaving as well and then, Sean Payton leaving and then a few players, few key players here and there not being on the field. Michael Thomas not being healthy in two years. You know, Alvin Kamara got whatever's hanging over him right now. I'm I'm looking at this team right now, even with what they added this offseason. I'm just like you. I'm looking at them the same way that I did this time last year. Like they there's still so many question marks. Yeah. Dennis Allen is still on that side, yeah. which is yeah. I think a lot of people are not talking enough about. No. Well, it was like, that's what we talked about last year, too, was like Sean Payton covered up so many holes. Like, as much as we dislike Sean Payton from, like, a team, like, fan standpoint, he's a good coach. Like, I mean, he is. Like, um, So, like, that was a huge loss for them. And the way Saints fans just papered over it and were like, oh, yeah, Pete Carmichael, it'll be fine. You know, it'll be exactly the same. I was like, well, this sounds exactly what we we said when uh, Kyle Shanahan left, and it's never been the same since 
(laughs) You know what it's like to have a play caller leave. And it's not only it's not only that a play caller left, but they put someone in place to make these decisions. Someone who does not have a great track record as a head coach. And you saw a little bit of that last year with his in-game decisions. I I, one one in particular was that Monday night game against the Bucks on the road where he foolishly did not manage the clock well enough and he gave Tom Brady the ball back with a minute and some change left down the score. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. It's just it's not the same. Um that I think that team is is bleeding talent. Um and I didn't think their draft was that good this year either. I mean it wasn't like terrible, but I thought their draft last year was much better. Um, you know, and yeah. like Olave, obviously really good player, but like, you know, we'll see on the tackle. I can't even remember his name now, but, um, you know, the one, I mean, the other guy they took in the first round, but, um, um, yeah, yeah his name you guys know what I'm talking about, but, um, um they also took Kendra Miller, yep, um, yep. In the middle in the middle, middle rounds. There. That was a confusing and one to me. That was, it was because of the fact that you had already went out and signed Jamal Williams. Yeah. Team. I feel like he's the and same player. <laughs> Right, it's the same player. And the team, I, they're not – I mean, not with Derek Carr in place. You don't think they're going to run the ball that much, right? Like you, Right. If you're going to be a run-first team, you just bring back James. Yeah, and, like, there there are parts of that team that are good. Like, I think Chris Olave is really good. Um, you know, I, I can oh, take off my fan hat and say, like, yeah, Chris Olave is a great receiver. He had a better rookie season than Drake London. You know, I think, obviously, the jury's still out on who's going to be the better pro like, forever. Oh, but he had, he had a better quarterback. But yes, he did. Yeah. I'm going to put an asterisk next to that. <laughs> he had a really good rookie season, no, no doubt. But, um, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. and I, I think Rashid Shaheed showed some stuff. Like, he could be somebody. Yes. But, like, they're depending on Michael Thomas to be there and, like, I really doubt it at this point. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, and like, he'll be, yeah, he'll be there, but I don't know what Michael Thomas are we getting. Right. Like, it's just, I just don't trust, like he's not going to play 17 games. I can tell you that. Um, he's, he's two years older now. He's two mm-hmm. years older. He hasn't been healthy in two years. He's two years older. Yeah. He's got a new so, quarterback. He's got to get, he's got to get uh, up to par with. And then I don't, could this be the season where, Michael Thomas turns into a number two. And I think he does, needs to. Yeah. <laughs> if he is he ready for that? Does he want that? Is he still walking into this thing thinking like, yo, this is my show? Yeah. It's I, yeah, it's wild. And then, um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you have to wonder at some point, Cam Cam Jordan's gonna hit a wall, right? Yeah. And we know Father, yeah. Father, uh, exactly. So like that that defense is aging. They've lost a ton on, on that defensive line in particular. Um, like Carl Granderson is one of their starters. And I thought he had a good season last year. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, like Cam Jordan's still good. But then what is it like? They're trying to resurrect Nathan Shepard's career. Uh, he's like yeah. their starter yeah. now uh, on the interior. I do, I do like the addition of Kalen Saunders. Yeah. City yeah. He's good. I do like that too. To kind of sort of offset losing Shai Tuttle and um, Anyamata this offseason. I, I do like that signing. Um, but again, I, I think we started to see the um, the results of poor drafting at the edge position over the years. Because again, you're still waiting for someone to, to be opposite of Cam Jordan. And Cam Jordan is... I, again, take it off the fan hat. Got to respect him. He's put up numbers. Um, whether people think he's, you know, people think he's a dynamic edge rusher or whatever. That, that's yeah. Conversation. He's still he's a real numbers. Yeah, he's still he's a really good numbers. power rusher. I mean, he's still a really good power. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. But I, but again, he's getting he's getting older. He's getting along in the tooth. Like it's going. This is something that you and I have been saying since we started this show. The wheels are going to come off for this team at some point. It's going to have to happen. And it may be this year. Yeah. And it may when we say wheels coming off, we're talking about a season that ends in disastrous fashion. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's the big I think the big thing for this Saints team, the one that people aren't talking about, like people are talking about all the players they lost, but like that offensive line, like mm-hmm. in pass protection in particular was not good last year. And I just 
like it's expensive too like Andres Pete is making a fortune and he was really bad I think he was the 68th guard according to PFF health is enough of a concern for that unit as well yeah you know Ryan Ramchick's still one of the NFL's best right tackles I mean no doubt but Trevor Penning this this is why I I don't get PFF his pass blocking grade was a 38.7 and he has a 73 and he has a 73 overall grade with a a very rough start yeah his overall pass block grade is under a 40 and he still has above a 73 overall grade because his run blocking is an 80 like that doesn't make any sense like if you average those two those two numbers together it's like a 60 so like I mean, in an 80 run blocking grade, I mean, that's good, but that's not even that elite. I mean, so it's just bizarre to me that his grade is so high. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, Ryan Ramchick is the best guy on that offensive line, but those other three interior starters were all below average last year. And it's like two, it's three first rounders and none of them were good last year. So, um, and one of them is making a ton of money in Andres Pete, which was, that was one of the more baffling signings, I think, uh, by that front office. Um, yeah. giving him all that money. So, yeah, I mean, um, what do you, what do you got for this one? You, you, you picking the big dub here? I'm, I'm, I'm taking the dub here, man. I'm taking the Falcons. I, I think they, I think this is one of those matchups. They, first of all, they need, they need to beat this team at home. It seemed like they haven't yeah. beaten this team at yeah. home in a, in a very long time. Yeah. Um, they need to, they need to win at home. Uh, I, I think this, I think what we saw last year from this team, I think they correct me if I'm wrong. They lost both games by combined four points. Yeah. yeah um, so. so I think we saw enough last year. And I know people want to say, hey, throw out the records when it comes to division play. But you got to understand the game within the game. And I saw enough within the game that lets me know, hey, they can play with these guys. Yeah. There's just a few things here and there that they needed to do in order to get the win. One, you know, not – how about how about let's blitz Jameis Winston in the fourth quarter with with a bad back? How about that? Let's yeah. let's do that. Okay, Maybe. Dean. Anyway, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I I think in that that second matchup, they were I I really do think Ritter was going to take him down the field for yeah. a game winner. Um, I think so. Yeah. I I think this team knows that they that they're capable of beating them. Um, you can even go back to two two years ago, twenty twenty one. Should have beat them then too. When they, yeah, when they when they split. Yeah, so I mean, it's like they know they know they can beat them, and I think right now it's just time it's time to put it all together. I think that's where the veterans in the locker room, the the Calais Campbells, the Bud Dupree's, they come in and they say, "Hey, you know what? You guys have been trying to beat this franchise for a while. It's time to do it." And yeah. having that voice and that demeanor in our locker room can help that. So I'm yep. giving the Falcons the win here. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the win here. I, I think that the, I think that by the time we get to this game, the Falcons will probably be favorites. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, but you know, I have the Falcons at five and five, so I guess the Saints could also be hovering around 500 at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, you have them at seven and three, so I think in your scenario going into this game, the Falcons will definitely be favorites, um, especially at home. So, but I do think they come away with the win here. Um, I think they're going to get it, get it done at home at least. Um, So that's eight and three for me. Yes. So then now they're back in the winning record uh, six and five for me. Uh, And then Adnan has them with a W as well. So we're, we're all on the same page here. That brings Adnan to seven and four uh, heading into week 13, which this is an interesting one at the Jets with their new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Eric, what do you think about how that whole situation is going to play out? Man, you know what? Um, if you know me, you follow me enough on Twitter, you should know I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Yeah, I respect his game. I respect the time that he put in the NFL, but I think the pedestal that he's being put on is not warranted for a guy that's played 18, 17, 18 years in one spot with only one Super Bowl appearance and only one Super Bowl, um, given the amount of talent he's had around him throughout his Green Bay team. He's never had a bad team in Green Bay. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. He's never had a bad team. Um, if this was in Atlanta, I would feel better. Yeah. If this was in Atlanta, I would feel better. I do think the Jets, I don't think the Jets make a run this year. I think it's possible that they, you know, play good enough to get into the playoffs. 
I think this time of the year is when you'll probably start seeing them playing their best football. And I think they catch the Falcons in this one. Um, so I'm going to go with the Jets here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the, the Jets defense is really good. So that's what, that's the, that's what gives me pause. This is maybe one of the better defenses the Falcons are going to play all season. They were really good last year. They're going to be really good this year. Um, I think that uh, it's going to be tough to, to, to get a win against them. Um, you know, I, I think the, the one thing is like, can the Falcons get pressure? And we've seen if the Falcons get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, that's how they can beat him. I mean, that's how they beat him in 2016 twice, right? Um, they, they got pressure on him relentlessly. And, and Aaron Rodgers can be vulnerable to the blitz um, if if the protection doesn't hold up. So that's the big question mark on the Jets' offensive line right now is like, how is that team going to hold up in pass protection? Um, you know, they got Dwayne Brown at left tackle. Uh, they got, what is it, Lakin Tomlinson at left guard, I think. So... <laughs> you know, who was mm-hmm. decent last year, especially in pass pro. Um, but then they're starting to uh, rookie in Joe Tipman, who I liked coming out, but it is a rookie. Yeah. So we'll see at this point. We'll know basically. And then of course, Elijah Vera Tucker at right guard, who I really like. Um, and then Mackay Becton is apparently going to be their right tackle. So um, <laughs> well, who knows? It could be good. It could be bad. Speaking of health. Right. <laughs> so um, that could, by the, by the time we get to week 13, like that could be a train wreck. We don't know. Um, it could be. It could be it could be a it could be a train wreck with so many like New York Times front page yeah. <laughs> of a stories. Yes. It could be because I just we just saw last year what he did to a young receiving core. He threw a young receiver core under the bus. Yeah. That was trying to fill themselves out. Who who's to say he's not gonna do it with this one? I mean, I right. know Garrett Wilson is Garrett Wilson, and I know they brought in Lazard, but you know, Garrett Wilson is still going to get, have to get acclimated to Aaron Rodgers. So is Miko Hartman. Um, Randall Cobb is coming in as well. So, I mean, it's it, they're, st- they're still going to – I think that the beginning part of the season, you're going to see the Jets kind of sort of sputter a little bit, at least offensively. I think their defense is going to be good enough to kind of sort of keep them in games. But I think offensively, it, it, might, be, it might be a little while before we see them get going. But I think at this juncture of the schedule – I think right now they, the Falcons catch a Jets team that's starting to turn the corner. Yeah, I think that definitely could be the case. Um, and you know, it, it, this late in the season, it's always like, especially at this point, it's like a bunch of projection because we have no idea what the state of every team's going to be in terms of health. So we're just going off of, you know, what we expect uh, on mm-hmm. paper. So that that's part of it. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see, but I, I do think that this is a tough test for the Falcons offense. And this could be an opportunity also for the Falcons defense. If that defensive line makeover is as good as hoped to really like yeah. flex their muscles and, 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 yeah. you know, get a win by just pressuring the quarterback. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if we can yeah. get it done. But I also agree that it's probably going to be an L this is, you know, a tough one. Um, yeah. Going on the road to a team that's probably going to make the playoffs. I agree with you. I don't think they're making a run. I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is that good anymore. I, I think he's still like an above I, average I, NFL quarterback, but like, I don't, I don't think he, I, I, I mean, I, is he top they, 10 anymore? Like, I don't know. Some people, some people still have him top 10. I, I, it could be. I don't, but like, I yeah. mean, and a lot of people still want to put him on it. They want to, uh, he, some people want to place him on that Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, pedestal, and I'm not there. He may be a tier below, but I'm not there because, again, like I pointed out, the man played in Green Bay for how long and only won one Super Bowl? Yeah, with With a lot of good teams. Yeah, A lot of good teams. I mean, the guy started out with Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, as his trio and Michael Finley, you know, like, Michael Finley, yeah, like what good offensive lines, yeah, yeah, and only one Super Bowl, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, so yeah, we all have them with a loss there. Um, so that's gonna bring you down to eight and four, Adnan down (laughs) to seven and five, and then me back to 500 at six and six. 
Uh, before we get any further, guys, uh, do you want to remind everyone that's joining us to like and subscribe? We really appreciate that. It helps the show grow in a big way. Uh, please do give us that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you're interested in supporting our training camp travels, uh, I will officially be there seven days this year, um, seven practices early, and then Adnan, I believe, will be able to take over the set the next seven before the first preseason game. So if you'd like to support that coverage, you can donate to our training camp fund, uh, streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic slash tip. If you're interested in doing so, make sure to add a question with that so we can uh, discuss it here on the air. And then for all the patrons that are tuning in, the next patron Q&A is going to be on Friday, this Friday uh, at 6 p.m. I'm going to have Gina Kelly joining me, maybe some other guests as well. And we've got some exciting announcements there uh, for training camp and otherwise. Uh, so definitely tune into that, patrons. And if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Live. So, uh, guys, thank you so much uh, as we continue on here into week 14 versus the Bucks. This one, uh, in years past, you know, maybe would have been a little bit more difficult. But uh, to me, I just think this, this Bucks team, it's just not good. <laughs> like, I, I think they, they have, it, it reminds me so much of, like, the, the like, late era Matt Ryan teams. Except the quarterback isn't as good as late era Matt Ryan. <laughs> like, the talent is, like, falling apart. The coaching staff is very questionable. And... It's just like it's about to collapse. It, this feels like the 2020 Falcons to me. Remember that conversation I or remember that statement that I made earlier about Dennis Allen and you know him being a very questionable head coach. Todd Bowles is in that same conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Respect the guy tremendously as a defensive coordinator, as a head coach. I don't know, man. I I don't know. In game decisions again. Um, it, it reared his ugly head last year on a couple of occasions for him. Um, he will have a defense. Yeah. I, I will say they will, the Bucks will have a defense. Whether the it's going to be the same. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's going to be the same top 10 defense from last year, that I don't know because this is a unit that, you know, there's, there's no, there's no Indomitian Sue now. Um, you know, they bring back pretty much everybody from their secondary. We still, you know, Shaq Barrett, where is Shaq Barrett now? You know, right. Um, the C hasn't been healthy lately as well. Yeah. So where is he now? So you're still kind of sort of wondering a little bit as far, at least on the defensive line, but they're going to have a defense at worst. They're probably going to have a top 12 defense. Yeah. Um, offensively. I get that. They got Mike Evans. Get that. They got Chris Godwin. Cool. Rashad white, you know, showed some promise last year. Great. But it's Baker. We're talking about, let's not sit here and just, pretend as if Baker's just all of a sudden going to turn it on because he's throwing passes to Mike Evans now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like, honestly, that offensive line, I think is going to sink the team. I think it's going to be really bad except for Tristan worse, but even he's transitioning to left tackle. He's, which he's never played. So, um, at least in the NFL. So yeah, Ryan Jensen did come back last year and he was awful. I think he was like the worst graded center at that point. I think he was a 28.9. I think um, he was playing the at all. No, he wasn't. So, like, I think he'll go uh, back to at least being average. So, that's something. But, like, Gadeke, Luke Gadeke is going to be playing right tackle now. He was not good he was, when he played guard. He, was not, he um, was not good. They've got, what, Matt Filer coming in to play left guard and then a rookie in Cody Mock who has never played guard, who's going to be playing right guard apparently. So, I, I like Cody Mock. I think he has a lot of potential. I, I don't think he's going to be good this year. I think Monk has a very high NFL ceiling, but I, I, I have questions about him coming in and playing guard immediately at a high level. Um, I think he's going to be sure. Okay. Well, then maybe you feel better about that offensive line as a whole if you like, like I, what Monk is going to I think he's going to be the second best lineman behind worse. Okay. That, that may not be that big of an accomplishment. It might. It, <laughs> it may not be, but I think, but, he's, but yeah. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be. be really solid. Yeah. yeah. It could be. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I mean, and to that extent, like, I feel like the offensive line is going to sink them because Baker Mayfield just crumbles behind bad offensive lines. Um, and I, I, the coaching staff, really, for me, is what does it. Like, as much as I want, I will, like, I want Todd Bowles to succeed. I wanted him to succeed with the Jets. I thought the Falcons should have considered hiring him, you know, years ago, back before they hired Dan Quinn. Um, 
And like, he just doesn't have it as a head coach. I don't really know what to say. Like, he's just not a good head yeah. coach. Um, and that offense was so poorly coached last year. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to get any better this year. So, um, that I think the Bucks are just sort of waiting to clean house. And I, I, I wonder in some ways if they're almost tanking, I know like Bucks media would say they're not, but like, how are how they not times, just trying to lose to get a quarterback at this point? Like, I how many how many times did you ask ask yourself last year when you saw the coaching staff, you saw and now you and then you knew that um, Arians was still around. He's not on the sideline, but he's still around. His voice is still there. Um, how many times were you asking yourself what is going on with them within the organization as far as the coaching staff in the front office because. It's the, it, it seems from afar that there was some disconnect. A number of guys were not on the same page. It was it was too many. It was too many, too many prominent voices that were not on the same page. Like I said, Bruce Arians was still there, but Bowles was still the head coach. Yet Byron Leftwich was getting all the blame, all of it, for the offensive woes last year. Yeah. So how many times were you finding yourself asking that? Like, what a is, lot. What is, what is, yeah. yeah, it was very confusing. I mean, it was like, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, it just, it didn't seem well coached at all. But like, the running game was just pathetically bad. So, when your running game is that bad, it reminds me of the Dirk Cutter seasons. Like, your running game is so bad that like you can't really run, but you still feel like you have to. So you still do it, but it's like a waste of a down. And then you're putting yourself in third and long constantly. And you're just shooting yourself in the foot. And that's exactly what happened to them. So, you know, I I don't know. Joe, Joe Schmo in the chat. Shout out, Joe. Uh, he does mention they do have a new OC in, in Dave Can- in Dave Canales, um, who was the, the Seahawks quarterback coach last year, has been with the Seahawks for several years. And, like, you know, maybe he can bring a spark. But this is a first-time offensive coordinator going to a team – you know, that was really bad on offense last year. You know, I, I think Canales has a chance to be better, certainly, than Byron Leftwich was last year. But I I don't know that it's going to be – like, it's going to take a, it'd take a minute for him to adjust to being a play caller. I think he's going to take his lumps this year. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Joe that I think that he is interesting, certainly. But it's a lot to expect a, a first-time offensive coordinator to, like, lift your team. So – Pop quiz for you, without even looking it up. Rough estimate: How many pass attempts did Tom Brady have? Oh, he it was like a, the most in his career. Right, he had over six hundred. He had seven hundred and thirty. Jeez, oh my god. Yeah, thirteen games last year of forty or more <laughs> pass attempts. Thirteen. <laughs> that yeah. is a clear sign that you cannot run the football. Yeah. And, like, if they make Baker Mayfield do that, it's going to be a disaster because there's probably going to be three picks out of those 40, mm-hmm. 40 attempts. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's not going to be a good situation. So they, they need, like, they need that run game to come alive, and I'm, I'm not sure that yes. it will because of the offensive line. Uh, I do like Rashad White, but, you know, I don't think it was Leonard Fournette's fault that the running game wasn't working. Like, he's... I don't think it was for Nets. He's fault. fine. No, I, yeah. I think I think Leftwich does get a little bit of blame because of the he play does. calling. Yeah. Um, there was out of those thirteen games, there's about four or five games, Kevin, where he had fifty or more pass attempts. Yeah. And I know you. Can't, I know there are times where you can't run the football that yeah. your obvious solution is to throw more. But I mean, good God, seven hundred and thirty-three from a forty-something-year-old quarterback. Yeah. We have a major problem. Yeah, big problem there. Uh, it was, yeah. it was, and it, and I just don't. I think the perfect storm of like can't run the ball, bad pass protecting offensive line, and bad run blocking offensive line, and now bad quarterback or or mid quarterback at best. Like that's a really bad setup mm-hmm. for an offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like the wide receivers are really good. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. Like that's a. That's three wide receivers that any team would be happy to have, like without question. We might be, we might actually be. I hate to say it, man, but they may be wasting the the latter years yes, of this. They are, for it. and that's why it was so bizarre to me that they made no attempt to get a quarterback. Like you've got a really good wide receiver group, like or no attempt to even move on from that receiving core. And yeah, get something out of it. Right. So it's just, 
um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's going to not work out. Um, but I, I think they might be low key tanking also. So we'll see, <laughs> which, you know, um, well, we'll I, I think we'll be able to tell. I don't think they will tank. I think, no, I don't think they're tank. like actively tanking, but I think they're like, if we just had, if this happened to not work, and we lost a bunch of games. Like that's that's why I feel bad, Joe, for D- Dave Cannelly is because if he if he needs a little bit of time to warm up to being an offensive coordinator and this doesn't work, they're probably just going to clean house. So, like he's just going to get sacrificed after a year, uh, when it's probably not going to be his fault. So, I mean, I feel bad for him, but I I would take the job too, you know. Which, I'm just, so <laughs> which makes you wonder the magnitude of the hire, right? Did you just did you just bring him in because He's a name. You see what I'm saying? Like you just you you didn't go out and you didn't get um you didn't you didn't go out and bring back Todd Monkin. Yeah. Because I guess you knew this was kind of sort of gonna be somewhat of a throwaway year, maybe. I don't know. I'm just Right. I, I'm guessing Todd Monkin said no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I'm guessing so too. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that he told he told the Bucks they can go to hell. But yeah, I mean Yeah. I don't I it's it's not. I don't think it's really going to be a good year for them. Um, if we're and we're at this point in the schedule. This is a Falcons win for me, nine and four right here. I think yeah. they sort of handle business against that Bucks team. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. I got this as a W as well. So I got the Falcons back in the winning record here at seven and six. Uh, Adnan had this as a dub as well. So now I believe he is at um, eight and five. Yeah. Eight and five. All right. So next game, another divisional game. Uh, it's going to be at the Panthers in week 15. I believe we all had them beating the Panthers in week one. So curious to know what you think about the rematch. Do you think they can pull off the sweep? No. No? They here. Oh, they split. Okay. They split. Yeah. They split. Yeah, yeah. That's what they, Adnan thinks as well. So they, I, I think... I think the Panthers are one of the more well put together teams for a rookie quarterback that I've seen in a long time. And you're starting to see that a lot from teams around the NFL. You know, normally you, you saw situations like what David Carr walked into where it's like, all right, kid, you're the number one pick. This is your team. This is your franchise. Uh, You've got four stringers as offensive linemen. Go have fun. Go do your thing. Like no, that's the normal setup for rookies. But I, but they really set the table for Bryce Young. Um, and I don't think it's going to start off hot for them. But I think they're another one of those teams that at this time of the year they're starting to find themselves and they're starting to play a little bit better football. And I think this time of year we may actually see the Panthers threaten a wild card spot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Carolina. Yeah, I think that's what Adnan feels as well. I I do think the Falcons are going to sweep them. I think this is the team that they do sweep. Um, But I I just don't believe in this team really this year. I do think they have a lot of pieces, but I don't think it's going to come together this year. Um, I just think they're just painfully mid at like most positions. Um, And I just don't think that's going to produce a lot of good football this year in terms of like winning football like they remind me of like last year's like like i've said i think they're like a year behind the falcons in the rebuild process they're kind of like last year's falcons they're in that like we need to reset mode um and i don't think it's gonna i think they could still win like seven games but i don't think they're gonna be like a particularly good team this year so i I do think this is the nfc south team that the falcons do sweep so um i I think they're i think they're in the same boat as last year's team i think it's it's a it's a young it's relatively young at, at, at several spots but you add the right mix of veterans mm-hmm. that can help offset that and i think it was it was pretty much the same plan that the falcons were doing you know you had you had your young guys in Kyle Pitts and drake london but you also had your vets and you know cordero and, uh, and jake matthews and you know bringing in um bringing in other veterans especially on the defensive side of the ball as well casey hayward and things of that nature so I, I think it's a Panthers team that's, again, they, they may be a year away from NFC South contending, but I think this year, I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility that they can grab a wild card spot. I think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, the NFC is kind of weak, so it, anything's yeah. possible there, really. Um, so at this point, you have them at, uh, 
Nine and five. Nine and five. I've got them at eight and six. Adnan also has them at eight and six. So, all right. Week 16, the Colts at home. Uh, it would have been more fun if Matt Ryan was still there. We could have given him like a big standing ovation or something like that. Um, but Matt Ryan may may play this year. He's not retired technically, but uh, if he doesn't, the Colts def- the Colts are going to owe him a lot of money. So either way, he's probably happy. Um, I'm glad he isn't. I don't I don't want to yeah. see Khalil and Grady Jarrett gang up on. Him. I don't. I don't want to see him getting murdered behind that just yeah. embarrassing offensive line. Uh, yeah. So I want to see him multiple picks. I, I I can't I can't I can't I couldn't watch that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm curious what you think about the Colts. I know they they just fell off a cliff last year. I wonder, is that who they are, or is this team better than that, and they just had a really down year? What do you sort of think about that? that oh, unit? it's going to be a bad year. In the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're drafting top five again next year. It's not going to be good. Not yeah. to mention, I'm sure you probably saw the reports today about um, – looming suspensions for gambling that's going to affect their roster um yeah it's not going to be there's not going to be sunshine and roses in indy this year yeah um i will say this with all the talk that anthony richardson got this past offseason this past draft cycle and how many times he was linked to the falcons and how many falcons fans were wanting him This better be one of those games where he doesn't want to watch it again. <laughs> he wants to just move on to the next week. It better be one of those games. Yeah. They better win, and they better win handedly, and they better make Anthony Richardson look bad. Because if he don't, I'm going to hear about it. <laughs> and I don't want to because I didn't want Anthony Richardson in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, you were you were not on that train. Yeah, not on that train. Yep. So. Yeah, I was interested, but I didn't. I I think none of us thought it would happen. But I I was like somewhat intrigued, but also like, eh, you know, like yeah. I we we want to see what Desmond Ritter can do. You know, like yeah. everybody else hates Ritter. I don't like. I I want to see what he can do. So, you know, give him a chance. And and like Bijan, objectively, I think is a better prospect. So, um, absolutely, it's Bijan, of course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean that. Someone- Someone named their first child after Bijan. I just want to make it. It's such Always. a cool name. I would not hesitate. Yeah, that's yeah. a sweet name. Name his first child after Bijan. That's crazy. But anyway, yeah, but. yeah. No, I mean they were four and twelve. Probably could have even been worse than that. Um, they made Jeff Saturday their interim head coach, and he went one and seven. Um, <laughs> this is just, I mean, this team is a roller coaster. But you know, I think it was like defensively just they weren't awful but offensively they were like the worst team in the nfl um like one of them it was i mean name name a problem jonathan taylor wasn't healthy office line wasn't blocking matt ryan wasn't playing great receivers were not getting separation receivers were not getting open receivers were not going deep name just name an issue that offense saw every last one of them. Yeah. And again, I think this is like, this team has some pieces on it that I like. You know, I, I like Alec Pierce. I was a big fan of him coming out. I wish the Falcons could have found a way to get him and Ritter together, but... Um, you like him as a one? What? You like him as a one? I don't know that he could be a one. I think I was expecting him to be the two in Atlanta next to uh, Drake London. That was what I, I was sort of just, hoping. I think they just have a team of twos. Yeah, Michael Pittman, like... I feel like he's like Another flirted. Two. He's like flirted with being a one, but never has gotten there. And then Another two. Yeah. I love Josh Downs. You know yeah. what? I I me personally, I I would not be surprised if Josh Downs either leads the team in some sort of in some receiving stat by the end of the year, whether it's catches, yards, yards per catch, something. Josh Downs is going to be a player for that team this year. And they're gonna need him. But I just I don't see this receiver, this receiver court does not scare me one bit. Not yeah. one bit. No, it's like, and, and like Pitt, like, again, it's like Pittman and Pierce are both like good receivers, but like, you know, we'll see. I think this is going to be a, a learn year for, for Anthony Richardson. And like, are they even going to play him? I feel like they're too big of cowards to even play him. I think they, they are going to play. <laughs> like from I, week I, one or? 
it's it's growing. It's a growing possibility. Yeah, he could be trying out there week one. Not saying. What about, about Minshew Mania? <laughs> no, no Minshew Mania. Okay, yeah. this is gonna be a bad year. All right, man. So big dubs then is what I'm getting from you. Big dubs. Absolutely. Okay. A convincing dub. So right yeah. now they are ten and five. Ten and five for you. Adon has them as a big dub as well. So that's gonna be uh, nine and six. I also have this as a W. So that means the Falcons in my prediction are on a three-game winning streak at this point. So everyone who called me, a, yeah, everybody called me a pessimist before. So now I'm <laughs> predicting some good things. So um, from that, that 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 start, that rocky start to the season. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna finish strong. So uh, before oh, we, hate yeah, hate me after this. yeah, Eric is the opposite of me. So I'm glad they people can be mad at you after this one. But uh, <laughs> we have Michael Scott with the twenty dollars. Thank you so much, Michael. Man, really appreciate your contributions. Uh, his question. Any chance we get some Dirty Birds and Brews merch in the future? And the answer is absolutely, Michael. Uh, the, the graphics that I use, um, I just have to make sure they're properly licensed. Uh, like I did, you know, it's all legit. Like I got them through Adobe stock, but I need to make sure I have the like exact right license to, to put them on merch. So once I've got that like officially squared away, um, you know, then, I'll, then we'll start doing merch. But yes, merch is definitely something we want to do. I'm like looking into which providers are going to give us the best return and it's going to be the highest quality. I know people have asked for pint glasses, obviously with the brews theme, I'd like to do some hats and some shirts and all that stuff. So yes, the answer is yes, we are going to be doing that. Uh, I just want to make sure like legally it's all, you know, kosher before I start selling it. So, um, we're going to lawsuit on your hands. No, that's going to be way more than anything I would make off selling the merch. It's mostly to get, you know, get stuff in the hands of the people. It's probably not going to make that much money, but that's fine. Um, that we got blue chew money now, Eric. So we're we're good to go. <laughs> Shout out to blue chew again. Thanks, thanks guys. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, going into now week seventeen, two games to go. Uh, this one's gonna be at the Bears, uh, and this is an interesting one because the Bears, obviously one of the worst teams in the NFL, end up with the number one pick. Uh, Traded to the Panthers, get a big haul. Now it seems like the bears are maybe kind of a trendy team to be like a little bit spicy this year. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts on the bears and, and on this matchup. I think you, you, you clued me in on this one that it wasn't going to be popular. So I think this is one of those, this is one of those games. We're going to ask ourselves what the hell happened. Um, <laughs> so this is your like crazy frustrating game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had one earlier, so yeah. Got them losing here. Wait, I thought I thought I had another. Because I had them losing to the Titans, so like that was my like, oh, we're gonna be really, we're gonna be really angry. But I can't remember if I had them beating the Titans. No, my crazy frustrating game. You had them beating the Titans. Titans. Yeah, yeah. I think my crazy frustrating game was going on the road and losing to Tampa. That was my crazy frustrating game. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. That was that was the one where I'm like, oh, what the hell? This is going to be right there with it. Um, December, the Chicago, cold. I know this is prime weather to run the football. Um, I think this Bears team is better than last year, which is probably not saying a whole lot, given that they ended up with the number one pick. Um, but I don't think they're that far away. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but I think they're they're one of those teams. They're going to, to me, they're going to look like the Falcons of last year. Yeah, right? that's they, kind of what I think year, too. Yeah. They're going to have a losing record, but you're going to say, "Damn, they could have won. They could have won some games." Um, and I think this, I think they steal this one from the Falcons here. So I'm gonna go. I, I think the Bears take this one, and that put, puts the Falcons at ten and six. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. It's interesting. I do think this is going to be a team that does remind people of the Falcons. I think the the defense is a long way away. That's sort of what's really going to hold them back. Um, you know, the the defensive line in particular is just super thin. Um, there's there's no there's no edge rusher. Like, no, who, no. Like Demarcus guy? Walker, who's like a good three, is like their best edge rusher. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I like Demarcus Walker. I would have loved the Falcons to sign him as like a good rotational guy, but he's like their starter. It reminds me of when the Falcons were making, um, what's his name? Play all the snaps at defensive end. Um, man, it was a couple years ago. It was like 2020. You probably, I'm, I'm going to find out it was, it was somebody, but I'm going to find, I'm going to look it up, but what's that? 
No, no. I like JTM. JTM was good. It was uh, Stephen Means. Jesus. (laughs) That's that's what that reminds me of. Now, I think DeMarcus Walker's probably better than Stephen Means. I'm sorry, Stephen Means, if you were uh, listening to the show. I didn't mean to, like, hit you with that straight. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what that reminds me of. It's like, take a guy that's been, like, a three his entire career and make him be your starter. Um, And generally, those guys look worse. Yeah. They look a lot worse. Man. I, I found myself asking so many times, why <laughs> is Steven Means starting on my defense? Yep. Why? Oh, he made yeah. one play. One play. <laughs> and he got hurt on it. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What, what do I think anyway. of the Bears team? I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you. I think this Bears team is going to be better offensively. Um, they're definitely going to be able to run the football. I think Justin Fields takes that next step, and I think DJ Moore helps them helps him take that next step. Um, as I, as I stated before, the the run game is I definitely respect it. Um, they added Deontay Foreman this offseason, who was a thorn in our side last yeah. year. Panthers should have kept him. He's better than Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah, Panthers should have kept him. Yeah, yeah. They, you're damn right. They should have they should have gave Bryce Young. Miles and Deontay, but they didn't want to. Bizarre. They, they were banking yeah. on Chuba, but hey, it is what it is. Um, but I think that offense is definitely going to be pretty solid. The defense, as you mentioned, front seven. How surprising is it for them to have as much money as they did and not sign one legitimate edge rusher? Because nobody season? wanted to be there. It's weird. It, they, I, had, they had over $100 million, Kevin, and not yeah. one? Yeah. I don't know if people remember me saying this. They were like, oh, well, like, you know, we should get more cap space. And I was like, guys, like, the Bears are not going to be able to spend their money. Like, they have too much. Like, they're not going to be able to find enough free agents to spend that money on. And, like, lo and behold, they haven't spent, like, they 40 have... million of it. <laughs> yeah, they still they still got, like, I don't, yeah, we checked the numbers. Yeah. They still it's like a ridiculous amount. Dollars. Yeah. So, like. It... But then it's, who, did, who the hell did they sign? Nobody wanted to go there. <laughs> Nobody wanted to go to that. De- and it's weird because they have a defensive head coach. So, like, you'd think right. the people would be like, oh, yeah, let's give some guys a chance or whatever. But, yeah, they just didn't make any moves. On a, on a team on a team that needs, if I'm an edge rusher, a team that needs an edge rusher, I'm looking at that like, hey, all right, there's my starting spot right, right there. Like, you just walk right in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're probably going to sign a bunch of guys to training camp. I mean, that would be my guess, or they're going to trade for somebody. But, like, still, like, it – you look at how the Falcons spent their money and they had a lot less. And like the Falcons had like the second or third most and the Bears had the most. But like the Falcons maximized that space, brought in a ton of guys, totally revamped their defense. And like the Bears, it's like, what did they really do? I mean, it's kind of puzzling. But it's, um, yeah, and they, no Frank yeah. Clark. Yannick is still out there. They can still sign Yannick. Yannick doesn't want to go there. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, yeah. At yeah. this point, I'm like, why are you waiting this long to sign Yannick? And it's probably because Yannick may not want to play for Evans. It could, it could maybe be, that definitely could be it, and yeah. it, or it may just be Yannick doesn't want to play for the Bears because he wants to shot the Super Bowl. Who knows? It may be that may be the case. But good lord, they didn't bring in one, not one. Not only did they not bring one, they didn't draft one either. No. It was an odd draft. They kept they went on they went all in on the secondary again. It was like weird. Yeah. It was bizarre. Oh, all right. Whatever. Not one. And I and I think that's gonna come back and bite them. I think they're gonna they're gonna say, Oh, we do need to get their quarterback. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. I'm trying it to remember. Important. I'm trying to remember who they did take in the draft, but yeah, that they did take uh, Gervon Dexter on the defensive line. So that took was him, yeah, as a as a uh, three four uh, DN. Mm-hmm. Um, they also took Tyreek Stevenson in the second round out of Miami, uh, a corner, mm-hmm. slot corner. Um, in all likelihood, um, they took um, they took Darnell Wright in the first round. That's, That's right, first round pick. Yeah, gonna, which was also he, surprising that they passed on some of the other tackles for right but i guess if they wanted to be a pure right tackle don't let him hear you say that though yeah 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 no one can say that but i mean even even at that point in the draft kevin it's like i mean lucas van ness was there nolan was there they didn't want any of that yes it's interesting they did need a right tackle like desperately so i mean i guess i understand that they did, yeah. but they, my, they didn't do. They didn't circle yeah. back to that position in round two. It's like, 
they yeah. neglected their front seven. Yeah. The reason. They, they, yeah. But this is your like confusing loss, right? It's my confusing loss because yeah. I think this. There's was, always one. Yeah. Yeah. It's always one. It's one of those games where I don't defensively. I don't think the bears are going to be able to um, really contain the Falcons in my opinion, but I think offensively, I think I think offensively that that unit can give them a little bit of trouble, especially if they're not able to get after the quarterback. They're not able to really get after Justin Fields. It's going to be it's going to be some issues. Um, so I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go with the Bears here. I think the Bears sneak out a close win. Yeah, and I yeah, and Adnan was with you on that one. That this is his sort of like puzzling loss. I I am getting a dub here. We're going on a four game winning streak. We're we're doing this, um, and the reason for that is. I think the most important stat for the Falcons going against other defenses is going to be run defense numbers. Uh, and the Bears were 31st. Uh, they allowed over 157 yards per game on the ground last year. They also were the worst in the NFL at limiting rushing touchdowns. They allowed almost two rushing touchdowns per game on average and uh, 4.9 yards per carry. So I think the Falcon like I think this is what the Falcons are going to do really well. Like if you can't stop the run, they will demolish you. Like they will destroy your soul. Um and I think they they will demolish teams that can't stop the run. Um and that'll be sort of their calling card and like it's going to work I I think against some teams that just like have gone all in to stop the pass and the Falcons will be like, "Okay, we're going to make your life miserable for four quarters." Um, and I think that'll get them some wins against teams that they might otherwise not have a great chance of beating. So um, you, you start up. Is that the it's rock? My, Is he cooking? It's <laughs> barbecue chicken. It's no barbecue chicken when I smell it. Yep. How many? How many yards per game they gave up? One fifty-seven point three. Oh, this is some good barbecue chicken here. It's fresh off the grill. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's why I'm going big dubs there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they can stop the run, um, and they didn't really yeah. do much to fix that. So. Hey, look, I, I, I'm not sitting here. I'm not out here predicting predicting Super Bowls, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Your run defense is struggling. Atlanta's going to smash you. Like, they will you dominate. Help. Yeah. You better, you better call you Better sign help. a backup right. nose tackle that week because he's going to be playing. Be <laughs> <laughs> that, that nose tackle's getting more snaps than he's ever played in a game before. So Right. Uh, yeah. So the Falcons New did force – they forced uh, eight plus players in the box on, I think, the second highest rate in the NFL last year. The Falcons. So, uh, if your base package is is weak, no mercy. You know, like it's gonna be bad. So, um, and then uh, we and got Brent. Don't yeah. let it be a unit that had a bad week the week prior, and you might have lost the starter or two to injury. Oh, don't let it be that. Yeah, no, oh, that would that would not pick, be great either. We just yeah. picking meat off the bone at that point, right? Yeah. We got got Brandon with the two dollars. What's up, Brandon? Thank you, man. Uh, he says, "Do you think the Bears will use uh, Noah Sewell as an edge?" Um, he didn't play edge in college. He did. He did rush a fair amount as a blitzer. He would have to put on a lot of weight. They are really desperate at edge rushers, but yeah, he's already two sixty. He's one of the biggest middle linebackers I've ever seen. He's already like two sixty coming yeah. in. He's big. I don't. I. I don't think that's a great idea because, as you mentioned, he's he hasn't played it. I. You can groom him to, to you know to possibly take over for Edwards, which again is one of those situations where I'm like, okay, why did they do this? You sign right. Edwards, you sign Edmonds, and then you draft Sewell. Okay. It's All weird. Right. Yep. Okay. I guess. Yep. Um, but yeah. But no, but I, I, they better not. Yeah, yeah. Um, they better not. Yeah. So at this point, we got. I have them at ten and six after week seventeen. You have them at nine and. and you have them at ten and six as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I think Adnan has them at uh, nine and seven going into mm-hmm. week 18's rematch with the Saints. So in my prediction, just for the record, I do believe the Falcons clinch the division by beating the Bears in Week 17. Um, so they go into Week 18 not needing to win. Um, it would be nice, obviously, if they still do, but just to preface this for my prediction uh, before we get to it. But um, 
Saints rematch. We spent a lot of time talking about the Saints. We covered a lot of the strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, do you do you need do you have them um, needing to win this game to make the playoffs, Eric, or do you think they'll have clinched before this point? No, I think they'll be in the playoffs. I think they'll be in the playoffs at this point. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. But so, like the rest of the NFC South is like two games back at this point. I do, yeah. I do have them. I do have them losing as well. Yeah, I. I think it's like one of those things where it could be like the Bucks last year where the Bucks bunch their starters at halftime. Like, you know, they don't they don't necessarily like keep their starters out the whole game, but they just sort of like get them some snaps, get them some reps, and then mm-hmm. bench them at halftime. Um that's but like I'm not necessarily predicting that. I, I do think the Falcons just lose this game frustratingly. However, I will say that if I think the Falcons, if they need to win this game to make the playoffs, that I think that they will win this game. Um, I think they, I think they clinch against Indy. Yeah. That oh, okay. That puts, yeah. puts them at ten and five. I think that that clinches the playoffs. Okay. Spot. Yeah. So you have them like just coast in the last two weeks. Kind of sort of there. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I have them needing to get the Bears dub so that and then they'll be on a four win streak and then they do lose against the Saints in Week 18. Anand does have them winning. Uh, so he's he's obviously a big Falcons fan. Uh, have him beating the Saints. Um. So he has them sweeping the Saints officially. I think he's the only one of us that has them sweeping. So uh, we know what Adnan, where Adnan stands on that debate. But yeah, so final records then at this point. Uh, I have them at 10-7. and seven. I have them winning the NFC South. And I have them 10-7, and seven, getting them the four seed. Um, well, how, many, how many division wins in your 10-7? and seven? Let's see. Because I have them splitting. I'm going 10-7 and seven and 3-3 three and three in the division this year. I have them going four and two in the division, I think. Gotcha. That sounds yeah. like enough to clinch the clinch the Yeah, yeah, because they swept the Panthers and split with everybody else in my prediction. Yeah, I got, um, I got them splitting with everybody. Um, and coincidentally, I got them losing all three of those games on the road: losing at Tampa, losing at Carolina, losing at New Orleans. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know, fans. I can hear it now. I'm like, mm-hmm. fans are like, so you got them at, so you got them at ten and seven too. Um, ten and seven. Yeah. So we, I think we all ended up on ten and seven somehow. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's just like because like, our first half way. was very different. Yeah, we it, were all it like, was. yeah, it was. that's funny. I felt, I felt like they were going to hit the ground running starting the season. You thought that they were going to they they were going to play good, but still have some some question marks here and there and then you you felt like after that bye was a time for them to you know get their act together as a team and boom they come out that bye like gangbusters man so yeah i, I well. think at this point they, they get off to a hot start they clinch it around week 15 against the Colts. they get the 10 and 5 um eventually 10 and 7 but i still think it's one of those it's one of those situations where it's it's like it's, I don't. I don't think it's one of those situations where it's like you're wondering which team is going to show up in the playoffs, or you're concerned about them going into the playoffs. I think you'll still be, you still feel fairly confident about them as a team going into it, even with two losses to end the season. Yeah, and they're going to have a tough matchup against the top wild card team, which is probably going to be like the Cowboys. But mm-hmm. the Cowboys do choke a lot in the first round, so we do have that uh, working in our favor. So <laughs> we get to give that get that sweet Dan Quinn revenge, Eric. <laughs> we open, we open more. I, I can see this happening like falcons cowboys week one of the playoffs falcons just destroy dan more. quinn in the playoffs um run the score yeah we open more. yeah throw the towel throw the since you towel. didn't want to run the football <laughs> football we're gonna run the football for you now yep that's what yeah. we're gonna do i do suspect it's it's gonna be either the eagles or the cowboys that are probably that five seed would be my guess probably yeah probably, probably cowboys, cowboys. So, um, yeah, so we're, it's going to be a tough game, but we're not making any playoff predictions at this point. Cause this is already ridiculously early, but, uh, you know, I would, you know, but I, I haven't seen the Cowboys play yet. So we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll reserve my let judgment me, until let later. Me, well, let me ask you this. There's what's, what division is only going to have one entry into the playoffs. I don't know. Oh, you think somebody's going to have, oh, you, oh yeah. Which one's not going to, it no, might be the one, NFC South. Which one will? Which one will yeah. only have? Probably the NFC three, South. Three to, you, you're going to get, I think you're going to get two from the East. I think you're going to get two from the South. 
two from oh, the west. Can, okay. And I think I, one gets in from the north. Yeah, I think I think Minnesota and Detroit both get in for the north, and then I think Philly and Dallas get in for the east. And then it's just Atlanta in the south, and then uh, San Francisco and Seattle in the west. I have just Detroit in the north. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, I have no idea what to expect from that Vikings team. That they could just I, fall right. off a cliff, or like could right. win ten games again easily. So it I, was I don't know it was it already it was already a team that was bringing in a terrible defense. Granted, they they got um, Flores, but I I think I mean bringing in a coach doesn't necessarily turn everything around. Yeah. Um, and then losing Dalvin, I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna kind of sort of regret that. But. Yeah, I think it's like the, the the depth there at running back is going to be tested, and then yeah. it's going to be like, oh wait, now we have no depth. <laughs> yeah, we thought running yeah. back didn't matter, and yeah. uh, yep. So you know, it is what it is. But yeah, uh, Eric, great job. Uh, somehow we arrived on the same predictions after a very different first half, but it was fun. Uh, we, how we got there was very different, so still very interesting. But uh, guys, yeah. he is Eric Robinson at underscore Eric underscore Robinson on the twitters. Anything you're working on, Eric, that you'd like to plug? Uh, no, man. I'm gonna plug the same thing I plug every time I come on here, man. Falcoholic. That's that's everything. Everything you need when it comes to Falcon related news, um, insight is all there. By all means, check it out. Um, I know Kevin is 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 cranking out content. I know this. It's the time of the year where it's like, okay, we're we're reaching for content now. I get it. I get it. It's it's being felt. <laughs> yeah. It's being felt on the airwaves as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, falcoholic.com, man. Check it out. Absolutely, guys. Lots of great written content coming your way there. I'm Kevin. I have Falcoholic. Kevin, you can check out all my stuff there on Twitter. Uh, like Eric said, we got stuff coming here on the Falcoholic Live. Like I said earlier in the show, we've got our patron QA coming up on Friday at 6 p.m. So we hope to see all the patrons there. Looking forward to that. We've got some exciting announcements on there for training camp and otherwise. Uh, some updates on the patron fantasy football leagues coming as well uh, for those of you interested in getting involved with that. Uh, you can join at any time, even up until including Friday at 6 p.m. If you want to join us, uh, patreon.com slash falcoholiclive. Uh, anyone that's interesting to, interested in donating to the training camp fund, you can do so off the air as well. Just make sure to leave your question uh, with your donation, we will read it on the next show. Those do still show up for us, so don't worry about that. Streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic slash tip. You can also go to my Twitter if you prefer Venmo. Uh, I do have a Venmo link um, attached to my Twitter account as well if you prefer that. Uh, every dollar that's going to the training camp travel fund, we do appreciate everyone for contributing to that. Thanks to the donors tonight, Michael Scott and Brandon. Once again, we appreciate you guys for your support. Um, do have some exciting stuff. I'm going to announce it on the, page, on the patron Q&A, but... Uh, you'll be able to listen to that, uh, I believe on Monday on the podcast feed as well. So you can get that announcement there. And of course I'll bring it up next Wednesday too, but some fun stuff's coming. Um, so especially if you live locally uh, in Atlanta or you are going to be going to Atlanta for training camp, uh, there will, you know, potential, uh, fun thing happening in that uh, region for the dates of training camp potentially. So, you know, stay tuned, but, uh, guys, we do appreciate you. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and the depths of the off season. Uh, thank you for keeping, keeping it real with us, hanging out. Um, and I appreciate bet online. Once again, the show is brought to you by bet online and, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. We will see you next time on the Falcoholic live and the dirty birds and Brews podcast until then have a great night folks.